Hamshachayim Beis, Volume One. We're in the middle of Chapter One Twelve, Page Two Sixteen. Um, it's a long discussion here about Yaakov and Lovan that began Parsha Vayetze, and it's a essentially demonstrating the whole discussion of the role of spheres, especially namely. The third meaning of a sphere is brightness, behirus, evan sapir, that it's a transparent channel to reveal the energy and the divine. Those are the kalim of Atsilas. And then there's levushim, the garments that are concealers. They conceal. So initially, levushim of gedusha, levushim in holiness, sacred levushim, so to speak, are concealers that are necessary and healthy. But then there's lovan, intensifying the cloaks and the veil to not allow the divine to come through and therefore no bitl. Yaakov, on the other hand, builds a matzeva, not a gal, not a mound. I can't come to a conclusion with it. You know, the gals translate, I found mound, heap, and pile. And for matzeva, I've seen marker, monument, and pillar. And I'm not really sure which one to use, so I just use them all interchangeably. And I think I'm leaning toward pillar, and uh, and pile. Yeah, some place says monument. I think pillar and I'm trying to really find the right translation. The way he uses here, here um, heap has a certain advantage because heap sounds like disorganized. You know, you just put it together. A heap pile is a little more organized, so to speak. A mound. But regardless, the ga- the gal of lovan represents a type of concealment. We're talking about lovan of klipa, not the not the healthy garment, the parsa before Atsilas. But now he's been talking in the last few chapters about Yaakov, Yaakov's role. So Yaakov takes the stone. He took from all the stones, they became one. He slept on that. His head rested on it. That elevates stone to a matzeva, what we're calling here a pillar. He lifts it up. He, he essentially lifts it up upright. What is that in Aveda and in Ruchnius? That's Takamas Hamalchus. Malchus is a stone, an akuda. It begins as a, a, a kernel, a seed, like an akuda. No revelation, a point. And that point he turns upright, a kamas malchus. And he explains several ways what that meant in the previous chapters. Uh, bottom line, it comes down to the divine soul going down to this earth, and the malchus descends into biyah. means it's concealed in the garments of, of Briyatsirasiya. This is the soul being concealed by the garments of the world, material world, all the way into the animal soul to the extent that it conceals and uh, like thorns and does, and does not allow the soul, the divine soul, to naturally gravitate and, and ascend. That's the Nakuda as it's trapped. And the, and the Aveda, of course, is to lift the Malchus. It's also Golas. It's the exile, the hostage, the Semech, the Neflim and the Asurim. It's imprisoned and hostage in this material world. And the objective is to lift it up. He said that comes through the Seder's Truva that comes from above. And this was Yaakov Zaved. The lifting and turning the Malchus. So now to explain that, we've been learning what this means uh, again in Aveda, but more in the language of Dibur and Keyecha Dibur. So briefly, what he said in chapter 112 so far, what we've learned, is um, he's speaking about the difference between Shema Yisrael and Baruch Shem Kvei Machus Shema Yisrael, Shem Elkein Shem Echad. Echad, we know, is Malchus. The Dalad refers to, uh, Dalad Rapsi refers to, as he calls it, Malchus. 
And Baruch Shem Kod Malchus is Malchus. So what's the difference between the two? So he explains that there's Malchus, two states of Malchus. There's Malchus as it's a stone and a nakuda. That's how Malchus is in Biyah. And there's what Yaakov does when he turns it into a pillar, upright. That's how Malchus is Lamailamis Lapsus by Elamis. That's Malchus higher than Elamis. So just like you have a physical king, Malchus Ara. Physical king has two aspects to him. There's his relationship with his nation. He leads them. And he decrees, he sends with decrees. But the king himself, his personality, his inner and intimate personality is removed and apart from them. So you talk about his relationship in, with Biyah. So the Nakuda is in Biyah, he's leading and there's a relationship with him. But the king himself, that's, that's as he says, that's only a reflection of the king. It's a reflection of Malchus. If you want the core Malchus, Shmoy, as he said, Shmoy is Nizgav. Kinizgav Shmoy. That Shmoy, meaning his name, which is Malchus, is above and beyond his manifestation in the in the, in, in existence. And the same thing is Malchus de Rekia, meaning divine kingship. And this is the difference between Shema and Baruch Shem. Shema is as the king is in his own domain. So yes, he's a king. But when you look at the world from that perspective, it's not Taifas Mok. It doesn't have real standing. So there's Dal Ruch Salem. Yes, we have east, west, south, north. We have the seven heavens and earth. But it's all bottled by Mitzvahs. That's called Yehudi Law. Because at that level, if you ask the king in that perspective, if you're from that perspective of the king's core, as he is in Atzilus, in other words, as he is as he is higher than his relationship with the, with his with his subjects, there it's not Taifas Meaning it's not it's all bottled Mitzvahs. It's all nullified compared to the king's. Natural presence it would be like saying that the artist, one piece of his art, what is it compared to the artist and his whole personality? It's, it's nullified compared to his whole the intensity of who he is. That's the Dalad and of Echad. And Baruch Shem is That's already as the king manifests in Biyah. So there he's also king, he's also leader, but you only have a reflection of it. So there it's only Bitla Hayash, like Yehuda Tata. There's an existence, there's absolutely an existence. But the existence, the citizens or the subjects are sublimated, are subjugated to the king. But they're Tefis Makim. There's Tefis Makim, because they have standing. Now, I explain this now also in, the, let's call it in the Kechus HaNefesh, you can say, or in the human, in, the human, in our human structure. This is the difference with Dibur. We have speech. Dibur, of course, is Malchus. Pointed out, Dawud of Echot could also be Dibur. But Dibur is Malchus, speech. When you speak, we spoke at length, we discussed at length that speech has two elements. There's the actual formulation of the letters and how they have shape and form and, and sound. And there's how they are, for, how they're formed and originate inside the intelligence of the soul. So letters are just letters. They're empty shells without intelligence. On the other hand, intelligence without the letters don't have expression. <coughs> So if you look at the letters themselves, as he says, the way they are, they're just amshach of his galas. They're only a revelation of the Asius Ruchnim, the spiritual letters that are in the nefesh, that are in the core of the soul. And that's the real power of speech. Then there's its way it expresses itself. So if to express itself, you need to have the hevel halev, as he says, you need to have the breath. And the breath interacts with the five gutturals 
which is what we spoke, the different ways we express ourselves, the lips, the tongue, the teeth, the palate, and the throat. And then you have a formulation of sounds. But the inner so-called sounds, the, the inner words, are within. That's the Melech, Malchus says it is beyond Biyah, not how it manifests. That's Shema Yisrael. That's the Dalad Rapsi. And he called these two levels Chemer and Tzura. Chemer, he said, is, uh, is the actual raw letters. And the Tzura is the spirit within them. The Eir. The kalim are the words that we express, and the eiris are the spirit within it. So when it says nasu, so God said yehi eir, that's an expression that goes into biyah, actually creates a physical entity called biyah. So this is lechem This is what means the wisdom. Toys gives power or gives strength to a, wisdom, a wise person more than ten governors or ten. Uh, Ministers, governors is the word shalit, because the ten mamores that God used to create the world are, are uh, or officials are only outer an outer dimension. They govern, but they're the outer. That's how Malchus manifests in Biyah. Okay, so if we find from this nimtza the dal is gili. I'm going to read from here, even though we read it. I'll just go from here and we'll continue. I'm reading like ten lines from the bottom. So from this we find the Dalad Rapsi, which is the large Dalad. In Echad, in Shema, this is Gilead, this is revelation of energy. This is coming from a deeper place within. And it brings Bittl to the elements. Because the the ten utterances, as we said, the actual words, and the Chemer, as they expressed, they bring creation into being. But to... to, to Elevate creation. To elevate existence, you need not just those words. As I mentioned with the king. A king, once he issues a decree, the decree now governs the situation. You need to go back to the king to change the decree. You need to go back to the source. And the same thing we say even about the, God, you know, Loshnahara, God forbid. That Loshnahara compared to feathers. Once you said something bad about somebody, it's out there, it's like feathers in a pillow. Once you've released them, you can't just go and say, you know what, I changed my mind or I made a mistake. So there's, you have to go back. If you really want to change something, you have to go back because you already created something with those words. So to create a bit of the worlds, you really have to go back to the source. So that's the difference between Shema and Baruch Shem. Baruch Shem is as, as the divine manifests in existence. Elakim, like he said. Loshon Rabbim. Okay. So the Chav Beis Havar is the 22 letters are uh, the 20... Ato. Ato is Aleph Tov. Letters and hey is the hey made the five gutturals, and those are the 22 expressions. So there's 22 expressions, but the 22 letters are also 22 transmissions of energy. So the energy part is the dal dropsy. So going back here, dal dropsy. So he says, like this, Did he explain why it's dropsy? Godless, yeah, godless adibur. That's why it's a large dal because it's godless adibur. It's not just speech, it's not just the minimal, the we spoke before, like the nukuda, the point. The point is Malchus as it manifests in Biyad. They're just the letters themselves. But if you want to know the power to speak, and you want to have Gadlus Hadibur, as he calls it, that is the Dalad Rapsi. That's why it's a large Dalad. The big Dibur, so to speak. So now he says, Vihinei Dalad to Melosh and Delos. Dalad is also, when you say Dalad, you write it out, Dalad Lamatov, which can be pronounced Delos, door. Shamalchus Siyad Delos, Pesach. Because Malchus is the door, the doorway. 
or the door, and Vapesach in the opening. Say the doorway. Sheba, which in it, Valyode, and through it, Huam Shoche, Vizgalus Matzilus Lebiya, is the transmission and the revelation from Matzilus to Bia. Okay. So Sheba Valyode means, interesting expression, we've, we've found it many times, it doesn't just mean that it is a channel through which, it's also Sheba in it. So Malchus is not just a a, a, a corridor. Malchus is also a right. It's not just a funnel, right? It, it also it itself in it and through it is the galus of atzilus to be through the psichas adelus through the opening of the door. and also the elevation from beyond atzilus, like we learned earlier with Love and Yaakov. He says, "You don't come to my territory. I don't go to your territory." Which is both the bringing down the bittel of atzilus into biyah. A higher dimension, a certain sense of sublimity, sublim, sublimation into Biyah. And also, Biyah shouldn't go out, Allah. So when the door is open, the door rather is a door that goes both ways. It brings higher dimensions downward and allows the downward to be elevated. We spoke this before about downward is usually Torah Mitzvah draws down. Tefillah elevates, like the ladder that climbs from the earth to heaven. Explained elsewhere, elsewhere it's explained that all the gates in the base of Mikdash had doors except the opening of the ulam, of the hall, of the large hall. The ulam is the section outside, is the Kedish Kedashim, the Kedish, the ulam is the, concludes the Zara, the all three of them. There's the big outer the hall that leads into them. I think the Rambam says, Ulam is kill the... the but Ulam is in front of the, of the Kedush and the Kedush Right. In front of the... Front, yeah, so Kedush Kedush is here, the Kedush is here, and the Ulam is the, the section here. No, that's the Zara. No, but the, what, do you mean, so what do you mean in front? The Ulam is right in front. It's like another corridor. You sure? Yeah, stretches out. Does the Ulam... The Ulam the Rab, the, doesn't the Rambam say the Ulam conc- encompasses all three? How you go... Oh, you have to go through them to get there. I had a door. I can Okay. Okay, so, okay. So the Ulam is the outer hall, basically, outer hallway. So that had no door. It had opening, but no door. There was no curtain, essentially, no, nothing to close it. What's the meaning of the gates? The gates are gates of, of transmission. They're, they're portals of a flow of energy. And the door, the thing that you close, is in order to close this this portal. Because at times, these gates are closed according to the Maisa Tachten, according to our actions here below, according to our activities. However, the opening of the Ulam of the hall, it had no doors. It was always uh, open. This was always open because it can, alludes to and it symbolizes the transmission that goes oh, that is that is incessant that is consistent without stop without without never never ceasing without any blockage no obstacle or impediment. So what, why, what does that symbolize? That's the transmission of the, of the core infinite divine light that's higher than this cosmic order. 
Remember earlier we spoke that that energy is the one that pierces every gate. Because it comes higher than the gates. The regular flow has to go through its channels. has to go through its um, portals. has to be diminished properly. Even in holiness. We're not talking about love now. But the ulam is a transmission that goes, that goes through without any, um, without any filter. For Inyan who, the Inyan of this is, This is the, the, the Inyan of this is the level of Malchus, which is called the door that is sometimes closed. For who Inyan? Kadein Tikla. The Estadris Kamei. Kameshu Kosimo Kamachar. This is like uh, that uh, Tikla. <sighs> tikla is a, um, how would you translate Tikla? Tekel. Uh, Tikla is a, um, no, 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 Tikla is, is uh, used uh, by weights. It's used as a scale. This Tachlis this, Kameh. This, this Tachlis also is referring to, huh? It's, or wraps, or here, this Tachlis Kameh, I think it means here, the Tikla, it may mean... Uh, Tikla is Aramaic for what's word? No, uh, it's, it's, it's a word that's very simple, not the gate. Fence. Uh, <clears throat> fence also, I think, comes from the word Seicher, which means, I, I, if I recall, Tikla is like a weight where they use to um, to measure or to uh, to weigh something. You know what? Let's look it up. Let's not make any mistakes here. Anybody knows what a Tikla is? Okay, we'll look it up. That the door is like Malchus Sheba Malchus Malchus Sheba Malchus. Sorry, the door is like Malchus Sheba Malchus. Shezob Chinas Hamosach VaParsa. That's the level of the curtain. And the veil, like the pardes writes in the in the entry on the word parechis. This is the lower level of malchus. However, dalad rapsi, the large dalad yeshlem shalulam. We can say that's like the transmission through the opening of the hall. So, in other words, malchus has two levels. We said Malchus is the portal, right? That in it and through it, the transmission flows back and forth from Atzilus to Biyah, right? But that this portal has set two elements to it. It's a doorway, but also a door. So opening and a door. So he's saying the lower level of Malchus, the lower level of Malchus is that sometimes closed and doesn't let the flow through. That's Malchus Sheba Malchus. That's the Moshe Chimparsa, the veil that blocks the flow or or channels the flow, or limits the flow. Then there's the Dal Rapsi, there's the Primis HaMalchus, the higher level of Malchus, that's where the Amshacha comes, like the Ulam, that's higher, that pierces. So there's two elements of Malchus. We learned this before as well. The Malchus that is concealed through the curtain, in the curtain, and there's the Malchus that pierces the curtain. V'hainu Amshachas B'chinnis Atzimu Seyedein Sov, V'hu Shani M'sich Shammesu Repasa, Lo Yastiru, V'yegili Ayerin Sov. This is the transmission of the core infinite light, and this is what the masach, the curtain and the veil, don't conceal. 
And there is a revelation of the infinite divine canal. That's the bitl that's caused by the Ratzin Vachefetz, the desire and the pleasure that we spoke about earlier, or the, the will and the desire that creates a bitl in the world. Why? Because it's coming from a higher place. It's not, it's not Dibur, the speech. It's coming from the inner core of who we are. So using the example of speech, when you say something to someone, let's say you tell your child something, or you tell somebody, you give them an order or advice or a suggestion. So now they've heard the words. Those words are defined, and they're, they're limited. But let's say that person comes to you and appeals to you, I want you to change your mind, or I want you to do something, I want a little differently, give me more time, you know, that type of thing. So the word is the word. So you have to go deeper into the soul to be able to access something that is not defined by the way you worded it. So they need to come back to you, so to speak, and reach deeper into your heart, and say, you know what, okay, I'll have Rahmanas or whatever, I'll uh, allow... Uh, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll change what I said, etc., etc. So, bitl comes from that. Rak the pischa shalulim hu agilim b'pchinis einsof. Rak qualifying, even though it's a level of bitl of rotz mechevitz. However, the the opening of the of the whole hu agilim is the revelation b'pchinis einsof b'pchinis bligvul. That pischa shalulim on its own, the opening is really a, a revelation, literally of the infinite and undefined and unlimited light. Val dal drapsi. And the large dalad, However, the, the, the dalad apsi of malchus, meaning the higher level of malchus, is a, le- a step lower. That's how it comes into er pnimi, in an internal energy and a form of measure and definition. Remember, we're talking here, going back to the interface, we're talking about how the infinite manifests in the finite. So I remember I mentioned the other day that we spoke about I said that earlier we learned how Aidenu Zenu, that's the power of the Makifim. Here we're discussing what Yaakov is doing, is bringing it into Primius. He's not just uh, accessing a higher Bligvul energy, you're talking about how it comes in Primius. Remember when he said before that Yaakov preceded Lovan by bringing in all these energies, the Bligvul energies. But then he also preceded him in building a Matseva before he built the Gal. So Yaakov is doing two things. He's drawing down powers that are higher than the, the veils. But also in the world of veils, he's bringing a matseva instead of a gal. He's doing a pillar instead of a mound. So even in the world of Pneumius, he's also creating a transformation. You follow what I'm saying? Or it's too theoretical? You know? So what? Yeah, yeah. What comes down the doors that close sometimes right. is Malchus as it's uh, the lower level of Malchus, which manifests and is subject to the let's put it this way, the to the to the ebb and flow of the curtain. Also of our activities, right? Yeah, and that's according to Maestro Takhtainim, right. Exactly so, subject to that. There's a higher level of Malchus that's not subject to that, that pierces. That peer, that's that yeah that that that's, that's all. Into the next world, into the lower world. Yeah, yeah because it's not because it's all. The lower level. That's a higher level because it's not. You need stronger. Look, let's put it this way. Simply, yeah. physically speaking, you shine a light through a doorway, through an opening. There's no block. You see the whole light. If you put a veil, you're only going to see partial light. It's going to be distorted. To get through the veil now, you're going to need a far stronger light. 
That's that. That's the ulam. Because the veil now is, bl- is blocking the regular flow. So, but, but, but in sov, that's bleak vul, so to speak, coming from a bleak vul place, pierces, and that's, that's what it means that it's open. It's flowing. So we have more access to it. And so it says, he's only qualifying, he says, it's not just pure bleak vul. Pizkashlolim itself, the opening of the ulam itself is, is so-called infinite light. But as it goes through Malchus and the Dalad, it's taking on some type of finite uh, manifestation. I mean, let me let you know. Let me explain this not so abstractly. I mean, I've discussed this previously, but just to make it a little more palatable. This isn't just words. This is uh, obviously has a has far-reaching implications. Let's let's speak in very simple terms. We live in a finite world. We talked about fallible human beings, mortals. We talked about all the weaknesses we have. The big question, philosophical question, everyone has always asked, people always ask, is how far can we, how high can we climb? How high can a mortal climb? No, so of course the most, the most resigned or let's call it uh, sober um, perspective is that we can't climb high. We all will die, and we all are subject to all the limitations of existence. So the finite human being can only go that far. We will always hit ultimately some type of glass ceiling. We can't really experience the beyond. You know, people who've always looked for that beyond, whether it was rock stars or spiritualists who did it, whether through LSD, through foreign substances, through kosher substances and non-kosher ones, or through or maybe all substances and non-kosher, you know, through anything, were looking to go to that place that William Blake called, when you cleanse the doors of perception, all you have is reality, infinite light. The real thing. Meaning that the doors of perception, our consciousness is limited and we only see the surface. And what's really behind the surface is beyond beyond. But the question always is, can you access it and still remain alive? Can you access it in our, in our lifetime? So, hypothetically, the argument would be no, because we're mortals and we're defined by mortality. It's not an incidental thing that we're limited. That's not like some sideshow. You want to really find it? You do. You live a moral life. I mean, I'm just giving you one perspective. This is similarly similar. This is my manadian here, Rambam. That you, you live a moral life in this world, and that prepares you for Olam Haba, where Nana Mizivashchina, where there the soul, unfettered by the limitations of the body, can can experience ecstasy and the delights of the divine in the infinite journey, because it's not limited by health. And by bodily needs and all the distractions of this world. This is what many tzaddikim wanted in their lifetimes. This is what the Maraglim wanted. They didn't want to enter into a land that consumes its inhabitants. Materialism. They wanted to remain. They wanted to remain in Kailo. Nafshi Choshka B'Tayra Ben Azai said. You know? It's a Torah. Noyach. Once he was in the Teva, he didn't want to leave. What does he have to go back into a, a, into a difficult world? Teva is Teva Satera. I mean, I'm just showing you how this is a consistent theme throughout the Torah. You know, a person wants to stay. But the Ebershter says, no, you did this in Hashem Baguf, you got to come down below. And by Shammai, and Halach is like, Beishamai, that Nuach La'adam Shalei Nivra, Misha Nivra, meaning... That's why the baby comes out crying, he doesn't want to... Right, it says that, it says. Baby comes out crying, sees what kind of world it's entering. And we know this world is a cruel world. It says, Hashem, it's a room, Loli Klippas Besitrach, and Hashem gave him Look what we've been subject to in a world like this. What people are capable of. However, this is the kavon. So the Rambam Shita, as I've mentioned many times, just to give it, it's a good context. 
is that ultimately Ruchnius can only be experienced by a neshama. Just like a just, he gives this he gives this example. This is a Rambam's example. Just like a blind person can't be taught colors, a, a material human being cannot be taught spirituality. You can have a taste of it. You could try it. You, you follow God's laws. God then rewards you with Elam Haba. And the future ultimate reward is Elam Haba, meaning Ganadin, spiritual reward. We go through a stage. You have to reward the body for its participation in mitzvah. So you go through a stage called Chisa Mason. The body gets its reward. And then the, after that, everyone passes away. And from there on, we have infinite, endless life, but as spirits, not as bodies. Which, of course, is far more rational and makes sense. Achsid, this Paskins like the Ramban, says, no, God is not more spiritual than he is material. So body and soul can join together in a forever journey because the body itself and material world, can also house the divine. I'm not going now into the explanations of it. This obviously needs much more explanation because spirituality seems like it can live forever. Material. Right, exactly. Because the spirit is also limited in a way. And the divine is not, just he has a keich ablikvul, he has a keich Everyone following so far what I'm saying? The implications of this are enormous because it comes down to what can we do with our limited lives. Without mentioning names, even in the Jewish thought, I just go show you the Rambam and the Ramban are very different approaches. And they're, they're not just philosophical approaches, they have different implications of how much Gashmis is important. According to the Rambam, Gashmis is only a means. According to the Ramban, according to Chassidus, it's not just a means, it's the end. The means is obviously Torah and God's will. Not, I don't mean an end as... That our end is to indulge in Gashmis. But I mean to say, it's an end. This is the, this is the final destination. This is the place that God wants. He doesn't want Atzilus. He wants Asiyah. Tachtainim. And even within Jewish groups today, even though they may not understand it, but they have the, these philosophies shape them. For example, an approach of ascetic approach, where you basically take, let's call it the more ultra-Orthodox approach, where we will insulate ourselves and build our own ghetto walls and build our own shtetls. Because the modern world is a danger. That is essentially a world that says we cannot really elevate and refine the material world. We do the limited we can do, but we have to find our, we we have to stay in our Kedusha. And what what do they do with the material world? They compartmentalize. Shtetu Shui is basically, when I'm in business, I'm in business, but my real life is Shabbos, my home, my family, and so on. Then you have the other extreme, people who enter the world, and they don't really have Havdalah the other way. They have, some people live in Shabbos, and some people live in Chayol. But a bridge, a third approach, where faith and modernity can fuse as one, where technology is not a threat, where the material world is something you not only engage in, that you're on the offense, because God created because there are divine sparks for you to elevate. And on the contrary, the whole purpose of that is for you to transform, and not for you to be threatened by it. That's only through chsidus. And that's only the Alta Rebbe that Simpson is not Kipshute. The Gra, ultimately, and, and, and the students, and ultimately the Shittas of uh, again, I'm not going to mention names, of compartmentalized Judaism, is based on because God and this existence cannot coexist. So the ultra-Orthodox run to God, and the secular modern go to the, the go to the world, and they can't coexist. Bad line, the extreme left and the extreme right are rooted in the same fundamental philosophical problem, that God and the universe can coexist. extreme example was in Germany, when uh, Yeah, exactly. A Jew at home and a non-Jew at the street. This is the class. And we, and we compartmentalize, which is, is, is antithetical to Hashem Echod. this comes to explain that Gashmis is all created by the divine. It's true, it's concealed. It's true, we shouldn't confuse a table with a Sefer Teir. There's a Lahavdul ben Kedesh Lechayel. But the goal is that Chayel, that material, mundane, should be transformed. And that the material, finite world could be connected to the 
define infinite world. The question is how. I would say this is the compelling question, the operative question in Ayin Beis, all of Chassidus in Ayin Beis, the interface. Where Gvul and Bligvul meet. So where we are right now with this is, obviously he's developing it, is that Gvul is not completely Gvul and Bligvul is not completely Bligvul. What that means is that they both originate, obviously, in the source. So they're one there. But then they manifest in two so-called two parallel tracks. One is going to create, essentially, creation. That's like the words that definition. And the other one is going to elevate it, bitl. Save of a mamala in broadest terms. Mamala kalaman puts the machine, the, the mechanism in place. And save of introduces a higher awareness. One represents more divine, one represents more the structure. More specifically, this is Eris and Kalim. Kalim represent more the definition of chesed, gvura, the structure of existence. And the Eris remind you that there's a source. But the kalim are not airtight. The kalim also are transparent containers to the air. And the air is not airtight. The air also has understanding and it, it has the code of chesed and gvura in it. So it all because the source code that God wants chesed and gvura is also within the air. But the air is more primarily it's more hafshata, meaning more outside of structure, and the kalim is more structure. Now, of course, in this itself, there's a difference between levels, not silas. The Eris and Kalim come together. Higher than Atzilus is more Eir. Lower than Atzilus is more Kalim. So here you have a formula of essentially a very finite existence. Now, of course, Levushim, as we've been discussing, create the real concealment, where it becomes already now the Kalim. If there were no Levushim, like he explained, Kalim and Kalim their own are still revelatory forces. You wouldn't have an existence like ours. So the operative challenge, as I just mentioned, is this question, how do they come together? So what we have to have here is not just bleak vul here and gvul here. You need to find ways that they interact. So that's what he's saying here. That's why he's so important, these points here. It's not just enough to say malchus is a bridge between infinite and finite. Because then where do they meet? So he breaks it down into even more detail. The finite element of malchus, the lower level of malchus, like the words, which is baruch shem kveit malchus le'elam that's like the vod where it goes, it's tangible letters of communication. That is absolutely concealed by the curtain. That's the doors that close from time to time. That's a regular communication flow. Think of it like a human being communicating with someone you love. So there's certain words you say, they're more, they're, they're more I wouldn't call external, but let's put it there, they're more surface level. But then you're also communicating deeper elements within you. Remember, the deeper you go, the, the, the more distance there is in a way between two individuals. But you want to express something deeper. So this is already without a door. There's no door. There the flow is flowing through almost in an unlimited way. But then we have a problem. One door closes, which limits the flow. The other one is just unlimited flow. So he says the difference is the Pesach Shal Ulam itself just allows the flow through. And Malchus is a filter. Even the higher level of Malchus takes this unlimited flow and allows it to, to enter into a limited form and fashion. So to use it in simple English would be the following. For existence to be two individuals, you have to have a husband and a wife. You have to have two individuals that are distinct. They don't annihilate each other. They don't swallow each other up. They are distinct individuals. And each one has their needs and each one has their way of expressing themselves. And they, they have their space. But you want unity. How do you create unity when two think people are individuals? The answer is that you also create deeper channels where they communicate in a deeper way, a deeper, deeper type of communication of loving words. Not just go by to take out the garbage or go buy something. So you have a deeper communication. That's coming already from the deeper parts of your bligvul of your soul. 
But if you just let it all pour out, you can annihilate another person. So there has to be a filter even to that. So basically, it's like almost like saying when a teacher transmits, there's the tangible word that really the student identifies with. There's the deeper expression that comes from the inner wisdom of the teacher. And then there's the root of it all that's really a bleak vuldika flow. So what you really have is almost like a, the, the Pesach of Ulam is an open door that allows the, huh? bleak vul means the whole of you, everything. Big, Bleak vul would be if, if, uh, all, all your feelings, everything you feel, everything, all your needs, without measuring it. When a person just has everything who they are, it's a form of legal compared to another. You're, you're not, it's like a teacher would just say everything he knows. He would overwhelm. So he has to say it's fitting to the student. But then he has to give more than just fitting to the student. He has to also include part of his deeper wisdom. It's really like almost three stages. There's a teacher how he's all the way in his own. There's the way he communicates with his student on a limited level. And then there's an, a middle ground, which is like what he's calling here the Daladropsy, which takes from the depths of the teacher... And transmits it. They're both the same thing in the concept. It's the same idea. Bottom line is, the, the example for it is, of course, in the divine, everything is bleakful. If God would just allow his energy to flow, that's lifniat simtsum, there's no mokum for mitzis. Nothing could exist. In human beings, the example of that is, if you just said, I have my needs, and just expressed my needs, on and on and on, I want it to go off. Uh, you, you would not be able to, uh, we would not be able to exist. Nothing else could exist. So we need to do is have a symptom. The symptom creates an independent entity. But now, how do these two meet? The independent entity is here. Here's the divine that's concealed. If he reveals himself, it overwhelms. Same as individually, the same type of thing. You know, if it's all me, there's no room for anybody else. That's why I say teacher, student, two people who love each other. It's really essentially the same principle. So how do you do here? He, his, the condition for this independent entity to be is his concealment. The answer is a small cav comes through. Small line of communication. Right, exactly. A transmission. A small line, thread, a thin, that's the cav, a chut, a thin line. This line begins to flow and and, and, and slowly, slowly, this is like air gvul. The air has kalim, the air has tziur, has spheris, the kalim has spheris. In atzilis, it's all measured. But then, as it begins to expand, what you want is the flow to be to grow. You don't want it to just be a, a minimal flow. That's like a child. As the student's containers expand, more energy comes. And more energy comes, more of the Eir HaGvul is coming. But the Eir HaGvul is also containing in it the Eir HaBligvul. Do you remember we said that the Eir HaGvul originated in the Eir HaBligvul? Because first in the infinite divine light, he desired to have a finite expression. So think of it like, a, like I mentioned when you talk about the artist. This master artist that can draw infinite amount of art. But then he's teaching someone how to grow art, and we said we're going to create one piece of art. But that one piece is a product of his infinite possibilities. But the student can only hear one, ten spheres. But then as it grows, he begins to get where those ten spheres come from. There's more, like you said, there's the Sheder Shagvul. This is what he means. There's the actual limitation. Then there's where the limitation originates from, like in the ten hidden spheres. And that originates in the bleak vul. So you don't just have infinite. You have Pesach Shalulam here is an infinite flow. Meaning there's no stopping it. The door is open. Malchus, the lower level of Malchus, is the doors close at times. And the middle level of Malchus is the Dal Dropsi that regulates and filters from the infinite flow into a finite state. So here's what he says now. So, the Dal Dropsi, the Malchus, 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 the Malch
What is this now? Okay, does everyone understand the example? Yes or no? Huh? The example to me is really a model for almost anything in life. It's all about balance. And But you want to have everything, but you want to have it in containers. That's what it comes down to. And the only way to do that is through doing it through a moder- through moderating it through um, through mod- modulating it essentially and through this process. Yeah, but measure flow. But you have your all the doors are open here, so you have the bligvul, you have the bligvul coming into the gvul, and you have the gvul. Within the gvul, there's a bligvul, right? Like a magic. That's also true. Ubaveda who inyan kol amayrek beechad haynu lahayrek laharchiv daite. We say, means anyone who you know extends saying echad. The echad, you know, people do that, right? Especially the emphasis on the dalad. So it says that is a uh, obviously a great thing to do, and gives you more. You lengthen the echad, it lengthens your life. So he says, what is this kolamayr beechad? What does it mean? Because ask the question, what, what exactly is this a zgula? Some type of like miracle? What's the significance of lengthening, so to speak, extending the echad? So he says, Lahayrich doesn't just mean making a long sound. That's that's the gutturals. Lahayrich means that you're that you're extending qualitatively, you're expanding your mind. and the depths of your heart. To the extent that your seichel can reach, the hand of your seichel can reach. It's an interesting expression, which means that you're doing everything possible to 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 consciously be aware of this daladrapsi. How God literally does not change. That all of creation does not affect Him because the Melech, as we said, is beyond it all. Because also now, even after creation, He's above in heaven and below earth. Nothing else. Because everything compared to him is nothingness. Like he said before. Only his reflection and his glory, his, his beauty, is on heaven and earth. On earth and heaven. And even and nevertheless, everything is bottle. They love tichsif nefesh kol chai. And to him, every spirit of life, tichsef, is uh, yearns, tichsef, uh, glust, lusts, desires, gaguyim, pines, pines. Shaydei kolzei yibchin sotzen l'Hashem levadei. Through all this, through this long his bindness, in other words, ma'irich b'Hashem, he's ma'irich be'echad rather. He becomes everything of him. Everything should be directed toward the, only to the desired divine will. Like it says, Mili B'Shamayim. Mili B'Shamayim. Who do I have then in heaven? In other words, you're completely drawn to the source. It says in Tereir, this is the third time he mentioned this in the Maimer. This Tereir. So that must be something fundamental. So here, okay, so what we have here, in other words, what what really did he add here? So I think there's something more here than just meets the eye. He's, remember he said 
that the, the Pitzach Shalelem is open all the time. Right? The flow is there. There's the lower level of Malchus where there's doors. The Dalad Rapsi, he says, Yashlema Shemash Abobchin is Er Pnimi. The Pitzach alone is Gile Insef. But as it manifests in Er Pnimi, that's the Dalad Rapsi. So I think what he says, Maidich, when he was the Kachi, other Misag, you know what he's saying? That you have to do your Gvul as much as you can do, and that opens you up to Bli Gvul. Like sometimes it says by Bechol Ma'edcha. So Ma'edcha, your Ma'ed is not different than my Ma'ed. But, when, but your Ma'ed becomes a Kali for Bli Gvul Amiti. Because you did as much as you could do. So from God's perspective, you are reached Bli Gvul. So we're not asked as human beings to go ahead and actually be Bli Gvul, or to be someone else's Bli Gvul. You go beyond your ability, until it hurts as they say, outside of your habit, that's your Bli Gvul. That's what he says, that clay, that's what I think he means, call ha-mayrich. That's the, the, the word there. In other words, why is it so important, ma'irich? So you say, think about it. See, now the point is that you have to do whatever you can to stretch your gvul kalim, and then the bleak gvul can th- flow through. If the lower level of malchus baruch shame, it's just a flow, it's a regular flow into yechudah tata, that existence is there, and you bring it into existence on your terms, you're bringing God into your existence. So you eat your chant your way, you do everything your way, but you do it l'shem shemay, beautiful. You want to have pizcha shalilum, bligvul, you, got, you can't just do it your way. You need to change something. But he says in Tanya, basically, in Pedic Tezvav, you learn the Gemara, may upon him, they learned it a hundred times, gvalt, a hundred times, to repeat the same thing. But that's your habit. It's, it's le'avodeh. You can't call it avodeh. Eved alakim is when you break yourself and say, I'm going to learn a hundred and one times. So you have done is, You've taken your gvul, your routine, and you've done something different. From that perspective, that's a bleak, that's a mairich. That's an opening that adds, that allows the pischis shalulim to flow into you. If not, you're not a keli for it. You'll get only what you get by measure. To go, to get something beyond measure, you have to go beyond your own limits. That's what I think he means with the kol hamairich. It's not just, he's saying the hairich laharchiv daite. He means to say, you know, that's, that's the keli to the daladapsi should draw down. That type of uh, power. And this is the union of Yaakov that he uplifted upright the Malchus. They took a Malchus which was an Evan, a point. It was lying down, so it was fallen, a state of a fallen state, and made it into a Parsuv. He's taking Malchus, which on its own, especially the lower level, is a diminished state, and making that there should be a Gili in it. And this is the, the, the antithesis of the mound or heap that Lovin built. Because he wanted there should be a complete concealment and covering, as we learned earlier. He doesn't want to flow altogether. He wants the door closed all the time, if you want to put it that way. Lovin wants a closed door. Malchus of Gedusha, the lower level, sometimes it's open, sometimes it's closed based on the needs, based on the flow, based on Maisa Tachtenim, etc. Piskashalim is always open. And the Dalrapsi is allows the always open to also start flowing also into the doors that, that have doors, basically. So you've got here really four levels going on here. Right. Lovin wants to close doors. The lower level of is sometimes open, sometimes closed. The Dalrapsi opens more because it draws from the Piskashalim, which is always open. So you have always open, always closed, and the stages in between. I think it's a very good visualization, the doors. It depends. Doorkeepers. Really good. Yeah, the Matseva is countering Lovenzal because the Matseva is on Lovenz terms. They're both taking stones. That's the same thing as Dalad 
We'll see. It could be a step lower, or a step higher. I'm not sure. Let's see. Let's see. Yaakov is Teferis. He's the one that connects to the Primis so He's able to draw all the energy into all. And he's manning the machine. He's basically like the yeah. He's the agent. He's the he's the force here. Yeah. That's what we said before. Yaakov is Mamshach Lam Shalom. He's very. It's a very visualization of what Yaakov is doing. Think of it like doors. You know, you can create a whole create a little YouTube animation. So you have one guy that keeping trying to keep the doors closed. Another guy's trying to open them. And someone else comes and just. He's working. It's a lot on of the. Huh? He's working on Malchus. He's working on Malchus big time because that's the Malchus is the is but the gatekeeper. Malchus is the gate. Yeah, because Malchus is the gate between Atzilus and Biyah. Malchus is the key to everything. You stop the flow by Malchus, you stop the life force. He's doing it for us. For the whole cosmic order, for all of existence, yeah. For you you specifically. I think he had you in mind. And me too. The Hitl, the Hit, like like the Tzad Tzadik said, I'm a hat maker. I make the hat, and then everyone tries it on, and if it fits, that's the person I meant. Kaplishma, right. So you're the hat, yeah. This is all for us, my friend. Makes you feel good, right? Imagine. Like the Rebbe once said, that Avram Yitzchak Alts he once told somebody Yechidus Alts Solib Dir Hamzim Amshigafen Vos Tustem Mitzich Right? What are you doing with your life? We're arguing whether Navi Navi. That's what we're doing. V'zein Okay, so there we go. Here we go. Hamusim Yaakov Adarabe. So Yaakov is the, is opposing Lovin who wants to conceal, close the doors. I think it's really it's unbelievable. It's like a zah connecting it all. And Adrabba Yaakov, on the contrary, he came He lifted up Malchus. They doesn't want Malchus to be closed off. Basically, if Lovin had his way, the moon would never grow. It would remain a, 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 a new moon or forever, or no moon. Malchus takes Malchus, takes Malchus. He lifts it up and takes from a point and makes it into a configuration, into an entity. That's the matzeva. That's the pillar that Malchus should be the way it is in Atzilus. Where it has Gilead, it's revelation. Again, in it and through it, revelation of the divine in the world. That there should be the unity and the subject and sublimation of Hashem Achad. Achad. Not Baruch Shem. What it says, what appears, what he's saying here, I have to say, because he said earlier, if you recall earlier, at the bottom of page Reishud, middle of page Reishud, he said like this, that Yaakov Pearl, there should be no Mosach or Parsa to be Mavdil. You see that? That's that's a critical line that's relevant to us. In other words, he explains Matseva two ways. He explains it two ways. First, Yaakov was Mamshik something that Lovan could not stop. The twenty years of his work, he drew down so much energy that even if Lovan even if he had not made a Matzevi Yaakov, Lovin's mound could not really block it out because it was coming from a high place. I mean, not that he didn't do anything, achieve anything. Obviously, we're in Gaul still, but then he says, and Yeshlemer Eid, he said, 
Yaakov went and went even in the world of the stone. He took a stone and made a matzeva. So he's saying, so after he was bamshul at Erev, he says, He preceded him and made a, 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 a made a pillar before he made a pound. Even the realm of Right, exactly. Even in on your terms, even in the terms, in other words, so it seems to be the making of the matseva really can be explained on both levels. It's a matseva which is counters the gal. So it's more in the in the gvul element, where the doors are closed and open. Yaakov is also has a say there, and then there is a higher level where Yaakov is bringing down an energy that's even higher than doors, and higher than the, this, this transmission. That's what he's saying here for sure. And you need both, because you don't just want to have. You need both. You need the bleak gvul because the bleak gvul bechlal is just a higher force that just eliminates, like allows mesiras nefesh, allows for eliminating possibility. You also want, you know, the, the opposition, but you also want on the opposition's terms. You know, think of an example in war. You bombard, aerial bombardment. So you can weaken the enemy and destroy them even, but you still need the infantry to come in on their terms, house to house, and clean up. Especially if using human shields. Right. In other words, so you need to have, even in the world of Gvul, you need to be able to open, you, you want the doors open, not just because I broke open all the doors, you want also where the doors are effective. You also want to be have a way in. You don't want to just come with a battering ram, basically with a with a with a with a tank. You know, maybe the two perushim of the baditzuber when they were the wedding, when they went to the chasen, the baditzuber with Alter Rebbe, so they came to the door and each one wanted the other one to go through first. You know, so the baditzuber and the Alter Rebbe, so the baditzuber made the Alter Rebbe show. The Alter Rebbe said, "You go." And then the baditzuber said, "Let's break it to make a open a door a." a um, Huh? We'll go through the wall. And the Alter Rebbe said, no, let's make the door wider. So you could say that's two dargas. One is Abyssal Shvira of the Gvul. And the Alter Rebbe said, no, let's make the Gvul bigger. So we could all go through. It's like a real... Like a, let's expand the boundaries of the world. Yeah, exactly. So in other words, the other way is good in breaking through. It's stronger. But if you want it to be sustainable, you want it to be on the terms. Yeah, Meirach Be'echad, yeah. If the gashmis is the is the end, so then, so then we want to we want to be with it. We're exactly, with it. exactly. In other words, you can say you let, let's say uh, uh, you can overwhelm or you can even train a student sometimes by shocking them. So you'll you broke open something, but if you can train him to expand his tools, then it's far far more sustainable and far greater. Yeah, but doctors, yeah. I'm just saying because door walls a perfect example understanding. They did. Okay, but that was then. Right. And today is another say that I've made. I wanted to say what I said before about uh, the, the Rambam Ramban, the same thing, the Alter Rebbe and the Rebbe, the difference in generations. The Alter Rebbe said, France is too difficult for us to deal with. So we need Alexander to win the war, Russia. Because it would be the assimilation and the, the freedoms that they would give would destroy Yiddishkeit, the Ruchnis. Gashmis will have more Tzadis under the Russians, but the Ruchnis will be more intact. And the Rebbe says in Vayeshev Nun Beis that after seven generations, now we've come to a time where we're ready. Now we can go into the West and change that world. Says like Yaakov, like Yaakov said to Yeshev, he's not only iti because the chain that was still too young and too tender. But then after the years of Birur, this is a perfect example where even even in Chabad, there's a level of Simpson Kipshute, so to speak, or there's a level where there's still a boundary. But now. We have been able to refine it all. I don't, I don't want to be the maximum, but Cyprus uh, is one of the countries today that are recognizing a Palestinian state. Thus? No, I'm saying... Um, 
How does that change with Rabbi Sikha? No, I'm not saying 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 I'm not they wrote its own script. Someone told me, had they not killed six million Jews, what would be? So let them now, they're going to come, it's going to be, we don't have to fight for the, that war. The Muslims are taking care of Europe. Thank God. <coughs> well, they have to go, they go, they're, you know, they're, people have still some days, and the suits are fine. I'm not worried. We made it here for three and a half thousand years. The odds are on our side. I mean, I wish it's painless, and we should just be smart and just do what we have to do. But overall, it's not Tzarfas. Tzarfas is the West. It was the Birurim of freedom. That was the Rebbe. The Alta Rebbe was not Menaget to Tzarfas. It was the Birurim of the freedoms they were offering, which the is a bracha, the freedoms. That's why other daily souls said they'll give us freedom. So freedom is. West, the Western freedom, today we have the ability. We don't have Tzarfas. Russia was going to be Tzarfas, and it was. So it's the czar, communism. But when you're powerful enough, freedom is a far harder Nisayan than, uh, than the Shibut. You know, the Rebbe says, Evdin Be'eretz Ashur is far worse than the Dochen Be'eretz Mitzrayim. Anyway, uh, let's continue here, let's finish this. We brought this earlier about Yigal, Yigar Sa'adusa, remember the Chilufim. See, he likes gematrias. The gal is the gematria Hashem Echad. Before he said, Yegar Sadus is the gematria of Hashem Alekit Hashem, which is Chuzu B'Murzu. Yeah. And now he says, The gal is the gematria Hashem, the kasher yesh hayichud Hashem Echad, ain't a gal v'aparsim afsiklal. Aha, that's why it's the gematria. So why did he... Gal? Hagal, well, Gal is uh, 38. Echod is what? Echod is uh, 13, and Hashem is 26. So that's 39. 39. Hagal is uh, 33, 38, maybe with a, with a Kalo, I would say. So that's 38. 38, 33, 33, 5, 38. With a Kalo, so it's actually, it's, so it's the, it's the antithesis of the Gal. Lovin wanted to make a Gal. And says the Gal is Hashem Echad, because when you have Hashem Echad, which is what, yeah, huh? 26 and 13 is 29. What? What? Hagal? Hagal is 38, though. 33 plus 5. You need the Gal to be the curl with the curl. Because when you have the Yichud of Hashem Echad, which is what Yankiv wanted to do with his pillar, the Gal cannot, the mound cannot, the, the mound and the curtain cannot block the flow. And this is the work of Yaakov in the house of Lovan. To what? To draw down the infinite divine light from the level of Levin Elyon, which is the source of the Bligvul. So both things. To draw down the Bligvul and to raise Malchus Lift up that it should be like it's not silis, not the way it's concealed in biyad the nukuda, the the rose among thorns, but it should be the way it's not silis. That within it should radiate and illuminate 
Agili Eir, Patsuf. Ubova Yode, and in it, and through it, Nimshech Agili Gambe Biyah. And through this Malchus that now has Agili Eir from Atzillus, the, the energy should be trend, it should be revealed also that they should have the level of bitl, not like love and wanted. Well, canal as we said earlier, As we said earlier, this is the tzudas aces, the shape of the letters shemehem benivroim utzudas anivroim shemkinschevitz Hashem. No, aces shemoham. So we say Aces Shemoham. Shemoham? Maybe it means names? So how do you read this? Kanal Shazayin, so we say Aces Shemoham. Shemoham Ben Nevroim? Let me see a second here. Okay, Shemoham. So we say Aces Shemoham Ben Nevroim? Hutsudas Ben Nevroim, Shemoham Ben Nevroim, Or it says Shazayin, so we say Aces Shemoham. Doesn't read right. Well. Shemahem ben Nevroim. It's probably Shemahem. Shemahem. That's probably Shemahem. I'm saying not Shemahem. Ben Nevroim. Who tzuras and Nevroim? Because this is the tzuras and Nevroim. The shape and the, the creations that comes from the, the divine God's uh, desire. Shal unyan habitl shaben Nevroim, which is causes the tzuras, not the chaymer. The chaymer aceus are the the actual creations. The bitl comes from the tzuras. And in truth, he drew down, he drew down, he transmitted into Malchus the level of er primi v'atzmi, an internal and core type of energy that's higher than gili, than this gili, meaning just the gili of Atzillus. This sounds very much like an er primi, the gili of Ligvul, that's what it sounds like. As we'll explain later. Yeah, but it looks like it sounds like here that he's right. Yeah, yeah, the essential layer. And that he's drawing it into, I guess it looks like what he said before that it's like um, the Dal Drapsi. What did he say? He said that uh, we have to see what he says later. It's clearly that he's combining both. He's bringing the Bligvul, but he's also elevating Malchus, but he's elevating Malchus all the way to the Bligvul. That's what's going on here. So he's taking the Levushim. And he's turning them into Kalim, Evan Sapir, Evan Azais, and so on. All the way to Beis Alakim. Aha, that's it. Let's finish the Mimer already. Huh? I'm going to finish the Mimer. Fa'achesh Gamar Avidosiv Beis Lovon. After Yaakov finished his work in the house of Lovon, Halak Levadadas Esav. He went to refine Esav. Bezelva Yishlach Yankiv Malachim El Esav Echov. This means that Yankiv sent Malachim, angels or messengers, to his brother Esav. Because now, the refinements of Yaakov are in a form of from above down. Through bringing a high revelation downward. And being that his primary primary work by Lovan was to draw down higher energies from where? From Lovan. Saying Lovan. From the higher supernal whiteness. As we learned earlier, that's that the sheep that he bred, the three levels of sheep, they're the three general worlds of Biyah. 
So say the Shtalshus. Achi himshecha er b'mchines malchus. Till he drew down the earth energy into Malchus. Vihikim b'chines Malchus. And didn't just draw it down, but he lifted up Malchus from its downfallen state. Liyasagili gam lamata. In order for the Gili to come also down below into Biyah Apratim. Begam him shicham shachid the Tera Mitzvahs. And he also transmitted and drew, drew down the transmission from Tera Mitzvahs. Zawin apshachim b'chines primis v'atzme said himself. Because we learned before, he wasn't just drawing it down into the structure. He was also drawing down a force that was necessary. Remember, he said, has to come from a higher power. A power that's in From the inner and core level of the infinite divine. Because through all this, they can be the bitter. If he just drew it down on its terms, it would be also an accomplishment. But to really have the bitter, the transformation, he also had to bring from higher levels. Like you said before, we learned this before, the different examples for this. Oh, right now. He said, if you remember the king, the example of the of the king, that by a simchigdele, he so it comes from a higher power in order. So he says, like we learned before, chapter 108, that the refinement has to come from a higher power. Now he's going back to Esau. And now, since after, that's why after he finished this work, now he had the ability to refine the Esau below. He's emphasis on Lamata. Because we're talking about he's drawing it all down below. We're not talking about Esau and Ruchnis. Well, it was not just a pregame. It was a preparation. Now he's empowered. He's done all this work. Let's go on. That's why he notified him. The question was, why is what the in love and God, what was going on by love? Why is this important to him? That's why he notified him that he's basically notifying, letting him know it's a pretty chash of Esav, that I drew, that he, that he, he drew down all the, uh, the, the energies and, and revelations above, all the higher revelations. And he also draw down Tehra Mitzvah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, that's, that was the question, yeah. One second, let's finish reading. Then the beginning, that's the order. That first you have to be by Lovon. To draw down all those energies, all those transmissions above that we discussed earlier. And afterwards comes the beard of Esav. This is what he said. I lived with Lovon. That I Let's read, let's see. That I, and I kept the 613 mitzvahs. In other words, he's saying, this power, I have the bitter. He's letting him know that I have the power to be value. This is in Tehreir, he discusses at length. But basically, this is the preparation. According to what we learned earlier, that the work in base Lovon was Bidurim, was also refinements. That's why you need to have first the work and then comes the beard of Esav 
which is the Zah, the Midas of Tayu. Okay, so let's stop there a second. So in other words, it's an orderly fashion here. You begin by from the top and you work your way down. He started with first Kachab of Klippa, which in some ways is harder than Zah, because it's the root. Remember, he says the Makifim of Klippa, the Kovid, Levushim, all those things that are very powerful. And then you enter into Zah of Klippa, which is like the emotions, the raw emotions of Esau. He doesn't explain it here. In other Maimorim, Esau was Ishmochama. He was a warrior. So it's far more the clip of, of emotions. And Lovin's clip was far more intellectual. But sometimes much, much more dangerous. Right. More dangerous, exactly. Um, and even though we know that the Bidurim today, in our time, the Bidur of Chachab will be in the future. Like it's known in Mavur B'makamach, explained elsewhere, and it's explained elsewhere. So what are you saying that Lovon is that bitter? That's not a bitter till Mashiach comes. That's in a form of refinement from below up. In other words, generally we learn the other way around. We work with Birurim, and Mashiach comes, then we'll reach Kachab, the high, after we finish the lower levels. Here it seems the other way around. So he's saying because that's Mamatlamaila. when you're working from your bottom up to the last Birur, when the Asalov will be Kachab. Yaakov was giving us the power, he was coming from above down. Yeah, that's what he means. But that's that comes after. So there's a, what we'll do after is going to be far higher than what Yaakov did. Yaakov basically is giving us the power. Remember he said it was like the beginning of Matan Teira. He was a gate power to Yisrael. Yeah, he paved the way. So he's like breaking through the, the, those clippers. Obviously he didn't finish the job, but he gave... Um, it's paving the way, exactly right. That's what means Yaakov sent Malachim, angels or messengers, after he transmitted, drew down all the energies and the transmissions above, from above, and he refined the levels of obviously giving us the power. The Toyu of Toyu, afterwards he went, to come now refine Esav. And that's why, and for this, Alzeh, and due to this. Since we don't understand why did you go to Esau? Why didn't you just call his father? Yep. Yeah. And on this, he notified him. I lived with Lovin and I fulfilled the mitzvahs. 613. Because with this power, he has the power to refine him. Now, whether he actually was, when the Malachim came to Esav, and they told him that I'm loving Garti, so obviously Esav heard that he lived with Lovin, and he, now he's here. Even on a technical level, Pshat, it showed Esav that this man has now, you know, achieved a lot. He built a family. He dealt with big challenges. So he's not a slouch. He's basically, I mean, even a Pasha sucks with him. The Primi Senyonim, he's telling him that what I did by Lovin, I didn't just live there. I mean, I refined and now we're going to refine you, basically. I'm refine you. No, Pashas, he wasn't talking about my stars. But Pashas, he was saying, um, I didn't get all the brachas. I'm living by love. I'm not going to get it. Not the... No, the tayyab. The, the, the tayyab. That's, 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 that's not that. That's not that. It is. Yeah, according to Nashi brings it. Should the Shemika. Kitchen. It's like a god. No, but Nashi wouldn't bring it if it wouldn't be uh, pertaining to the understanding of the Pashas of the Pashas. Okay, we're talking about Pashas. Fine. Omnam Kitchen. Yaakov made a pillar 
to draw down Malchus the way it is in Atzilus, not the way it's concealed, the Nukuda, the point in Biyah. That's the Dal Drapsi. So Yud is a Yud, is a Nukuda. Dal Drapsi is the large Dal of Echad, that's the higher Yichud, higher unity. And Baruch Shem is the lower unity, which is that there's an existence that's sublimated. That's chemer aces. That's the, the the raw letters that create that's the mocker, the root, the source of existence. And the tsurusasis, meaning the content within them, the spirit within them, that causes the bitl. More than the shlitin. So chokhm is what gives power to a chokhm. Yeah, the bitl, right? The delas al derech pischa shalula, hechel. Now he says it's called hechel. The hechel and ulam are the same. Yeah. Tell you there's something there's something there's a similarity with them. Now he calls it anyway the pischa shul hechel. They're all called the hechel. Is that correct? The hechel is definitely the Rambam says the hechel is he uses hechel I think twice. Once he definitely uses it for the whole. There's the oil mayed. That's maybe the difference here, yeah, because Hechel is for sure based on Migdash. Yeah. Okay, on a he now he says we gotta look it up. I gotta look in the Hechel's Ram. On Hechel's base up here. For who in call a Meirich beechod? That's called a Meirich beechod. So the open door. Was that in a comes a Malchus? That's the lifting up of Malchus. After the refinement in the house of love, he came to refine Yisuf. And that's what Yankov sent to notify. Okay, so we finished Discourse 28. Page, the end of chapter 112. We did page 216, 216 217, through 218. But here, for example,